Hello there, it's Maggie. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode of the Smile Out Loud podcast where we strive to create positive conversations with beautiful messages. I'm so glad you're listening. To all of my fellow Asian friends, wherever you are around the world, happy Lunar New Year. Before we start today's conversation, I just want to take some time for everyone who celebrated Lunar New Year this past weekend that you were able to spend some quality time with your family and loved ones. Um, I'm sure it looked a little different this year with, you know, the limited gatherings and travels, but also just kind of going into a heavier topic because I kind of want to raise awareness and attention to the recent hate crimes and disgusting attacks on elderly Asians in the West Coast. Um, I remember looking back to the beginning of the pandemic last year in March and April of 2020 when Asians were being targeted as the Chinese virus. I don't know if y'all remember that, but that just made me so furious. And to just continue to hear this racism and hate breaks my heart every single day. And my prayers and thoughts are with every single person, especially those elderly in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Since the pandemic began early last year, anti-Asian hate crimes in the U.S. have gone up at least 1,900%. And I'm sure unless you're Asian, you probably don't know the details of it, and that's okay. But if you do, thank you so much for taking the time to learn about these things. So within just three weeks this year, from between mid-January to early February, we've had violent attacks and robberies in the Bay Area and other parts of the U.S. This family-owned Korean restaurant robbed of $10,000. Our Chinese, Thai seniors in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s even, aggressively shoved to the ground. One of them died shortly after. People getting robbed at gunpoint in broad daylight on the streets. And this one brings it so close to home where a 61-year-old Filipino man had his face slashed in the subway with not even one person to lend a hand. Come on, like, please stop doing these horrible things to each other. Our elderly have honestly gone through so much in their life. And with COVID, not only are they the most vulnerable against the virus, they've somehow become the most targeted for some awful and inexcusable reason. But look... Now is not the time, or is it ever the time, to be anti-black or anti-Asian or anti-anything. This should, again, just remind us all that we need to keep advocating and work in solidarity against xenophobia and, honestly, just hate in general. I'm so tired of it. But also, honestly, no matter what race, gender, and language you speak, violence is never the way. Please take care of everybody. Um, but you know what? We're finally leaving all of 2020 behind and let's continue onwards to 2021 where it's, you know, the year of the ox symbolizing so much greatness such as strength, hard work, patience, and trust. I trust that as long as we as a people continue to work hard, be strong, and show some love and patience towards each other, that this pandemic will soon be put behind us just like 2020. Better and brighter days are ahead of us. Believe that. Here's the funny thing. Even though I am Asian American, legit this was actually my family's first official year of celebrating Lunar New Year, or as we call it, Spring Festival. Um, My mom never taught me and my sisters a lot of the family history or culture growing up. I don't know 
the real reason behind that but I think as I got older with going away for college and seeing and experiencing the world out there I came to just understand some of my culture myself there's so much culture but I guess specifically to the spring festival I'm just so intrigued by all of the traditions and practices like you know having to eat noodles and eggs on the first day of the year for a long and new life wearing red which i honestly love bold colors by the way for happiness prosperity and vitality i also you know love getting red envelopes from my mom and relatives and close friends of my mom's again for the happiness and good fortune Um, Also, there is cleaning the house and doing laundry before the new year so that you can sweep away and get rid of all of the bad luck and old things for a new and better start of the year. Um, My mom even switched out all of our blankets this year. I guess something I learned here is as you get older, no matter what walk of life you're in, you know, you consciously begin to put in the effort to love and appreciate your history and culture more. And I really love that. And that brings me to today's topic on finding meaning in life. Here's a spoiler. Nobody else holds the same meaning and purpose for why you're alive. Just like how you out of the 7.8 billion people in this entire world have a distinct and special DNA that defines who you are. This meaning is not your mom's, dad's, sister's, brother's, grandparents, best friends, or significant others. It's yours. I just want to take a quick break from the usual where I have a conversation with a friend and just share some of my life updates. One of the things I learned this past month in January, I mean, I learned so many things from so many experiences and people, um, but this one lesson stood out to me and it really struck the chord. Um, It's that I am exactly who I've been waiting for all this time. I don't need that job, that relationship, money, acknowledgement, thing, or status to make my moment and season better and happier than it is now. This year, I think a top priority for myself is really focusing on becoming the very best version of myself. 2020 was so rough and, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, to say the very least. Um, If you're interested in all that, you know, if you can relate to it, check out episode one. Um, But honestly, I've put that all behind me, and I'm glad I did. In January this year, I finally learned to be comfortable with doing something by myself. You know, I grew up being surrounded by people, noise, work, I've been meaning to spend quality alone time that's really all about unplugging, refreshing, and rebooting. And I know I've heard this a million times, but I just never bothered for a second thought. Anybody else out there who feels the same way, hit me up. It took me two decades to figure out who I am, what I like and dislike, what makes me me, my faith, my goals, my intentions, and my passion. So why did I need alone time to figure all of that out? Um, And I think growing up, I was drilled in the idea of never wasting a minute resting or doing nothing because it was unproductive. So when I was in college, I would always stay past 12 o'clock because I didn't want to waste any minute of the day sleeping. What I did in January was, so I went out to one of my favorite parks in Queens. 
I walked around for an hour-ish by myself uh, in the cold. It was super cold. But I realized that alone time is so underrated. It was uncomfortably cold. And honestly, if I were with friends, they'd probably be complaining to find someplace warm or, you know, go home. But during that couple of hours, I didn't have to be mindful of anybody else but myself. Eventually, the cold hit me as I was losing heat in my limbs, so I decided to stop by the supermarket by the park and walked around with nothing in mind for 45 minutes. Honestly, it was quite a physically uneventful afternoon, but it was so great for my soul. So I think through that, I just developed this desire to genuinely work on developing my alone time with quality and peace. I've learned that inner beauty determines outward confidence. So I got to positively grow personally and privately to become better and attract the right people publicly. This doesn't mean I'm putting aside my goals and work this year. I admit this year with working full time, um, going for back to school for my master's part time, doing this podcast, which is so much fun, um, as well as working on some exciting projects, hopefully coming out very soon, but also balancing life with family and friends, having responsibilities, working on my health and wellness. Ironically, that burnt me out. Uh, I also recently got both doses of the COVID vaccine, and that really put me out of commission for a couple of days. I'm still alive. I've recovered um, and I will keep everybody updated. But if you can get your vaccine, please do. Um, So I guess on the bright side, I'm finally fully vaccinated, but that doesn't mean we stop being careful and caring. And honestly, through that recovery time, I took the opportunity to breathe again, just for myself, just for Maggie. There's been so much bustling and hustling and sometimes it's so overwhelming Um, and even though my rest came at the expense of my health I'm so glad I got to sleep and refocus my priorities so to dive into today's conversation on finding meaning my meaning is very simple yet it's a lifetime journey I want to love and serve as much and hard as possible Today's conversation is with one of my good friends, Dan. Thank you for agreeing to do this conversation with me. I hope that this not only speaks to someone, but it also allows you to speak and reflect on what's important to you and this year. Welcome. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Daniel. Met Maggie two years ago, perhaps close to three now at this point, Mm -hmm. uh, at a place where we previously worked together. Mm -hmm. I'm still there. She has since moved on to bigger and better things. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I drive my car, ride motorcycles, and shoot guns occasionally when I have the money to afford the ammo. I have a bachelor's in sciences in biochemistry and a bachelor of arts in philosophy. What is this, an interview? I didn't ask you to go on tell me about yourself you literally Just give me your whole life you history no that's good that's good um we're gonna talk about your car in a bit because i thought that was a pretty cool experience we had yeah so dan and i met two and a half years ago and we're still friends today and i really really love that i appreciate that so much the first time i got to send your car 
Uh, by the way, Dan has a Chevy Camaro. It's so cool. It has like rainbow lights in the inside. Dan always has this bang drink next to him. <laughs> Tell the story of what happened today. We were driving and this Audi pulls up. Yeah, it was a RS6, I believe. Uh-huh. Probably from like around 2010 generation. We were coming onto the highway and he was just pulled up behind us and Maggie very rudely stared him down. No! Which, as anybody who has driven a car before knows, if you stare down the person next to you, you're trying to signal a race. So all the way up 787, he was trying to entice us to, you know, weave and through traffic. And when he didn't get a hit from me, he, you know, sped up and caught up to one of our friends who was ahead of us, he was driving a BMW at the time, and tried to get a hit from him. So he followed us off the exit was not very happy throwing some hand signs out at his car you mm -hmm. know, thumbs up thumbs down perhaps mm -hmm. a middle finger once or twice Mm -hmm. But overall, he was just, you know, being a reckless driver, going through at 90 miles an hour, weaving through traffic. It was a pretty fun time. And if Maggie had not been so scared and terrified, I would have said, let's do it. I didn't know that to stare at somebody like that meant, yo, let's compete. Apart from that, we went shooting to today and I've never gone shooting before. You take the gun <gasps> and you point it where you want to hit and you pull <laughs> the trigger. It's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> fundamentally not complicated but in order to mm -hmm. be good it mm -hmm. does require some skill because there's a lot of things uh it's not hard to do but it's like i said hard to get good at so it requires a lot of focus if you're thinking about the kinds of muscles it takes to to engage and keep the rifle steady or the pistol steady it starts to increase in difficulty and that i think is the thing that i enjoy the most about firearms i can sit there and put something on a post and shoot and always hit the same target but it's a very different story if I was standing up or kneeling down or laying prone trying to shoot at something. That's Dan. Dan's not dangerous at all. He's like a big sweetheart teddy bear. Just because he shoots and he likes drive really, really quick, he's very, very kind. I mean, some people say that. He's very, very kind. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with the pandemic. I'm sure it's affected people all around you know, the world, including around. myself. And as the year progressed, wanted to really focus on the positivity and present things that I have, our jobs, our health. None of us have gotten sick. Our family and our friends, time and ability to work on my passion project, go back to school. So how have you been able to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, financially? Physically, not so great. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to go to the gym six days a week before mm -hmm. COVID hit and then mm -hmm. the gyms closed. It was a big dagger, I think for my physique and of course mentality because that was more an outlet for me of you know certain emotions and I really really enjoyed the fact that I had something to channel that kind of you know focus into. I needed something to kind of pick up that slack in a certain sense and that's actually how I got into shooting. I was attempting to buy a house and the deal fell through for various reasons and I had a bunch of money lying around and I wanted to I deliberately said I'm going to make a reckless purchase around a thousand dollars and I'm just gonna buy it and it's gonna be something I've always wanted to do picked up a Savage MSR-15, which for people who don't know guns is a spooky assault rifle that is Thank you for explaining that because I have no idea about guns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, typically you'll see people talking about AR-15 is like the military style rifle. And mil like an AR-15 is essentially just the pattern of the rifle, like how the action works 
what kinds of rounds it might or might not shoot and the, the general design of it. I bought one of those guys and just started shooting and I've absolutely loved it since, um, like I said, it was a channel for me. Pick something up and just focus on doing it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's not intuitive when you pick up a rifle and go, oh, I'm going to shoot this. Like, yeah, you can hit a piece of paper that's four feet by four feet or something like that to understand how the rifle shoots and make sure that you're being consistent with it and training properly requires a lot more mental effort and focus, which is something I needed at the time. That's kind of how I was dealing with some of the COVID struggles. Now I'm in my 20s. I do feel like years after 21 start to fly by. I'm 24 now. Dan being 30, I'm sure you have so much more perspectives that you like pick up every single year. I bet we probably experience and view meaning in different ways, especially because we grew up in different cultures, different places. Like as a kid, do you remember like every year or whatever, we would develop like new purposes, new goals for life. But I feel like the older you get, the less your goals are short term, they're more long term goals. So you're not going to get like different answers every year. Like what's your meaning? What do you feel your meaning in life is? And your answer was that's the beauty of revisiting parts of your life to reinvent those things so that it applies to you now. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Philosophy, people have been searching for the meaning of life. Dan's a philosophy major before if you didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people have been asking that question for quite literally thousands of Mm -hmm. years. Like what is what is meaning in in the capital M sense meaning like the ultimate truth? The purpose of this is I know like because of COVID year, a lot of people have lost their jobs and lost their normal standards of living for a lot of people those were things that defined what their lives were like some people find meaning through their jobs some people found meaning through school through their relationships for someone to lose that it could lead to a loss in meaning in life and purpose in life so how do you reassure someone like no that's not the case if if someone itself identifies with their job or with their car or how much money they Mm -hmm. have their existence is contingent on those things. I suppose the avenue by which you fix that would simply be make your existence contingent on yourself, which requires you to identify something in the world that you're passionate about. You mentioned, you know, your passion project that you're trying to follow through with. Like everybody, I'm sure, has something that pulls them towards it rather than pushes. People who um, are motivated by money typically are also motivated by status. The status and the need for it is what keeps them staying until, you know, six o'clock at night or Mm. potentially two o'clock in the morning in order to get that paycheck or make themselves stand out in terms of work so they can get a promotion in a, in a quicker amount of time. And like their existence necessarily is contingent on the approval of other people and how they're viewed. Well, you need to define the meaning for yourself. This is rather trite and people say it a lot. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's really quite true. If you were looking for meaning, you got to create it for yourself. There's no one else is going to do it for you. You have to search it within yourself. When you're talking also about discovering meaning, you need to be able to experience things. You can't figure out if something works for you or doesn't if you're too scared to pull the trigger. I think that's... <laughs> no pun intended because you did no pull the trigger today. <laughs> yeah. Like that that's one of the things though where if you're working through trying to figure out whether or not you like something if you don't engage with it you can't figure it out. And that fear paralyzes I would say 90% of the people. It's only the, uh, you know those individuals who kind of jump into things randomly similarly to me with the rifles you actually you know run that risk gain the experience and figure out what you do and you don't like. Like Edison talking about I didn't fail a thousand times to make a light bulb, I discovered 999 ways to not make one. There's 
value in that because you learn what works and what doesn't work. What about for you? For me, yeah. The things that you listed, like getting promoted at work, how much money you make, or what's your status. I'm fortunate enough to know that I've never found meaning through those things. That's what keeps me sane a lot of the times. Me switching jobs. I, you know, I thought the change was good for me and it was something that I wanted. But then I got there and I'm like, this is just like working anywhere. Do you remember the question where I asked, do you live to work or work to live? I 100% work to live. I just need that paycheck so I can use it to help myself and help other people. I don't want to say that I don't care about what I do or my career. Those are things that I want to excel in and I find meaning through or permanent things, less temporary things like being able to help somebody out. What's that for you? If you lose everything, what can you find your meaning again through? I think for me, I'm a very action-oriented person. Uh I enjoy experience. Yes. And I would say most of my meaning in that sense comes from having new experiences and engaging with it. You also need other people. When we went to the gun range, I fully intended to be me and maybe two other people and we spent a short amount of time there and then we would go. But it turns out everybody went and everybody had a great time. There was 10 of us and Dan had to share his lane with somebody else so he couldn't just shoot he by himself. He shot my ammo too. <laughs> quite quite gleefully actually. One of the range officers who was there, I, he and I were talking, he was like, I've been shooting for years and one of my favorite things to see is people coming in and learning how to shoot a firearm for the first time because mm. they really engage with it and like the fear goes away from that. Meaning for me comes from doing the things that I really, really like and sharing with other people. So find communities of people who do the things that you enjoy. So I'm not super fulfilled by status mm. and money, perhaps jobs <laughs> in, a, in a particular sense. Like uh, a lot of it seems like a lot of work because you go through every single day and you don't get to think about the things you enjoy Mm -hmm. and you meet with people who you would not normally talk to Mm -hmm. simply by consequence people or they're not uh, agreeable people perhaps is the best way of putting it and so your overall day is detracting now you compounded with the growing cost of living because of where we live and COVID and things like that people need progressively more money life becomes very difficult and hard because everybody's stressed out I think everybody's usually working a job they don't like just detracting from everybody else's happiness I agree if you cut out the things you need to survive like a job like a paycheck Mm -hmm. and then you just focus on what makes you you what makes you happy what drives you what Mm -hmm. motivates you Coming to the end of 2020, how have you changed since the beginning of the year? I've had a very, very stressful year. I think it's important to reflect on stressful years. Well, Instead of setting resolutions, sorry for cutting you off. Instead mm-hmm. of setting resolutions that are, you know, you have for two weeks and they're gone. What's changed since January of 2020 till now? And then going into 2021, you know, want to work on. My goals from January, I had already been struggling with a, like a number of things that were just made worse through the course of the year. Like and- what? jobs work specifically derive a lot of displeasure from my job right Uh now the point where it impacts my ability to sleep regularly. Oh, wow. The only thing that that served, like my light bulb example with Edison, it's only taught me a bunch of different ways in which I don't want to live my life. And I've begun taking steps to do that. My goals Mm -hmm. haven't really changed. I want to be close to my friends. I want to talk to people that I enjoy um, talking to. I want to like learn. Me? <laughs> yeah. um, I want to, you know, find a girlfriend at some point who enjoys and shares in the same hobbies that I have. I want to, you know, share an experience with people that is enriching and makes me feel better by, you know, using the vehicle of certain hobbies. So that goal hasn't changed. Mm. I still play World of Warcraft with my friends from 10 years ago. I went to go visit them in Virginia a couple weeks ago. That was super fun. 
Mm-hmm. And we didn't do anything different than we normally do when we play video games other than we were in person. Mm-hmm. But out of those experiences, one or two nights of those, we got to the side and I was cleaning my guns. And they were like, oh, hey, you know, what's about this? My friend who was an MTI for the Air Force um, started talking. I said, like, hey, you know, what, what do you got over there? I said it was this. He understood. And then his daughter showed up. And she's 16, I think, 15, maybe 16. And she's like, ooh, is that an AR? And I'm like, oh, you know what a gun is. And we started talking. And then four hours were gone. Those like little tiny moments mm. are, I think, the like the stars that bright the night sky mm. um, in, a, in a really cheeky kind of way of putting it. What a beautiful <laughs> illustration. Oh, I, you know, I try <laughs> philosophy and something, trying to make beauty, beauty out of nothing, right? But like those tiny experiences, I think, are what's enriching and valuable in life because you have a true connection with people mm-hmm. over something. It's not a forced conversation where you go and you sit down at a table with a bunch of people you barely see and you go like, oh, well, you know, how's the weather? I suppose with us, it was a little bit different where you and I met in the hallway at work mm-hmm. and we just started talking about random tiny little mm-hmm. things, but, you know, personality. And then they grew into bigger things. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so what greater way of getting to know somebody than you both starting off in common ground mm-hmm. that you really, really enjoy? That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying now to move away from things that detract from that. Removing my ability to sleep obviously decreases my quality of life in general and my mm-hmm. health. So that needs to fix. Removing my ability to be available to my friends and hang out and talk with them is also a really big problem. I can't do things that I genuinely enjoy. If you're going to ask me what did I learn over the course of 2020 is just a bunch of different ways in which I know I don't want to live my life. Mm. Going into 2021, perhaps I would I would move more towards being more self-assertive. I've always been a pretty agreeable person because I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, to a certain extent, it's our job to kind of curate our voices towards other people because some people are not as mature or not emotionally advanced in a certain degree. You can avoid a lot of conflict by being an agreeable person and just going with the flow. I have quickly learned that going with the flow ends up with you being used and abused and tossed to the side. So I'm not going to do that. I will continue being the person that I think I am and show the world the person that I am if I'm asked. I'm not going to go out of my way of doing it. It's probably not going to be for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, but I seem to have a pretty decent group of friends. And when I act the way I do on the inside, outwardly towards other people, instead of pretending to be somebody that I'm not, you know, have 10 people coming to go gun range with me. (laughs) So wrap it up. What's meaningful for you or to you? Experiences with other people. Shared experiences where everybody leaves enriched. Notice how like, other things that are more superficial and temporary, like a job. We keep going back to jobs because we're working now. Your degree or your like your GPA, your monies. Some people clothes, makeup. Canadian goose. <laughs> <laughs> your Canadian goose. They may bring temporary satisfaction. For me at least, when I get my package, I'm like, cool, you know, I got my package. The anticipation hits its max and uh, five minutes later I'm I like, move on. And and then like a day or two later or a couple of hours later, I end up shopping for something else. Yeah. So so <laughs> There's something important there, too, where I'm not trying to detract from people who like Canada Goose. You have values as an individual, which you learn to a certain degree as you grow up mm-hmm. and you know, get moving your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Your values will constantly change. Some of them kind of stay the same, like overarching values, things are important. Coming from an immigrant family, I am a big, very, very, very big proponent of self-reliance, individuality, and being able to have your ability to like live your life the way you want to without mm-hmm. much imposition from other people. Brazil is not like that. Those things are important to me. Those values tend to have tendrils which reach out into other things. People who are typically self-reliant like the idea of hunting. Why? 
because they can go out, find their own food, and mm-hmm. then collect it and eat it and share it with other people. And That's a good com- analogy. Yeah, and there's communities around it. And then the use of firearms comes into play, or perhaps bow hunting. And so that's my own personal experience. Like, I like cars. Mm-hmm. Why do I like cars? Because I like the idea of being able to do work on it and mm-hmm. you know going really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Some people might like the fashion aspect of it, air quotes mm-hmm. there, for what a car looks like. And so you talk about there. What's important isn't the topic in it in itself. It's mm-hmm. that you find personal value in it and you find other people who have value in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so hard to pin down what's meaningful for you or what is the meaning of life because it's contingent on the individual and the experiences that they have. Fortunately, people are a lot more similar to each other than they like to think. We can have a lot of overlap on interests and ideas. So if you sit down and think about the things that you like, you might quickly find that there are a bunch of other domains in which you can experience and have fun with, with other people who are already there. The point being is that you find something that you find personal value in, and it's not contingent on other people assigning that value for you. Some trendsetter sets a trend, and then everybody follows it until another trendsetter does it. And if you enjoy the constant hustle and bustle of being new and trendy and hip and have people look at you in awe, Mm. that's a self-importance thing. That's a Mm. self-confidence thing, like emotion. If that's valuable to you, then people are just going to do it. Like I know plenty of people who enjoy fashion. I don't particularly care about it, so it's it's not for me. But man, do I love my Camaro. It Mm. looks freaking awesome. It does. It's so beautiful. Thank you. You pointed two things that I really liked. One, meaning is different for every single person based on your perspective. And two, find meaning in your experiences. Find meaning and purpose in what you like to do. I think like the current moment, being able to talk with you, being able to just sit here... I think the presence is such a such a meaningful thing for me. I love that I was created to be enough enabled to create such beautiful friendships. I'm not trying to create a plan for my life long term wise. I'm really able to enjoy the present, do things that I really like, and hopefully it serves a purpose for other people. I cherish all of it. Like I cherish that I'm able to connect so well. I hope that was comfortable for you to share, like all those stuff. Sure, absolutely. Okay? I mean these are things that I've been thinking about for a long time, but mm-hmm. also along the of what I said, where it's more about me being true to myself. Oh, yeah, oh, you said yeah. it. That's so cliche when you say it. <laughs> no, no, but um, but, but like, no, a lot of the lot things of that a lot of the things that you've been doing are true to yourself, and that's yeah. your meaning for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that there there's principles behind it that guide it. Trying to improve your life and the lives of others is important. All of those things, I think, are not necessarily in conflict with other people's goals. Could do a lot better of yourself by, you know, a lot better by way of the world if you work on yourself. Mm. Perhaps the best way of putting it. So think about yourself internally. Think about mm-hmm. the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Think about how you can enrich your life by yes. engaging in them. But also think about how you can make other people's lives better. Yes, I love that part. That's very true. To wrap this conversation up, I'm going to do the smile out loud question. If you could do unlimited toppings on a pizza, what would you put? Um, honestly, I really like supreme pizza without much. Oh, I love all those. What do you think of pineapples? That's absolutely disgusting. Excuse me, I love pineapples. I knew you were going to say that. I love my- <laughs> I, pineapples as a fruit are great. However, you ask me to eat warm pineapple, you're you're fixing for a fight. It's delicious. Very wrong. You're entitled to have your own opinion, but know that your opinion is wrong. Whatever. Don't listen to them. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much. Yeah, this episode was kind of very packed and thought-driven. But you know what? Finding your rest and meaning are so important for a life that's filled with purpose and passion. But remember, you can't neglect to rest and work so hard that you eventually push yourself off a cliff. 
there needs to be a balance. While you're experiencing life through all the different avenues possible, like your job, school, family, friends, your startup, small business, vacations, running errands, remember what your intentions and purpose for the person that you are. Here's a tip. Never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Enjoy the little things too. Here's the part where I thank you so much for listening to my podcast. For more exciting content in the future, please subscribe. Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Um, and also follow me on Instagram at I am Maggie Chen. I would also appreciate it so, so, so much if you can leave reviews, suggestions, questions, comments, and tips to help me make this podcast better for you. Keep smiling out loud and I will see you guys next time. Bye.